Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything and do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them and it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. So it's story time. Okay. Recently, when I put out a post on my Insta stories, and if you are not following me already, head over to at franexcelcoach now, pronto, asking what people wanted to hear from me on the podcast. And more about my story was a clear winner and one I chewed away from for a while. Now, I share tidbits of who I was before my mindset jiggery-pokery and who I am now, but there are some hefty chunks that I miss out, partly because so much of it really isn't just my story to tell. So in all honesty, I didn't really know how to, and I'm sure a huge amount of you can relate to that, um, partly because so many people have been through so much worse and I think it's always important to keep that perspective, which will be another episode coming up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, your story is your story. And it shapes who you are. And it's not really about comparing. It's your programming. It's the wiring in your brain. It's how your world is actually shaped. But also mainly because I felt that people didn't need to know a lot of it. Because what I do is about them, not me. It's got nothing to do with helping people push through the inevitable mindset gremlins to take action in their business and build a life that they actually love, right? But then I thought, what if it does? Hmm? What if some of the things that I've been through and how I've dealt with the belief systems and thought processes that they left me with can help someone else going through um, or who's been through similar? At the end of the day, our personal lives and the way that we think about ourselves and what we believe we're capable of is inextricably linked to things we've been through in the past and what we go through in the present. It's why in my mastermind, the Proactive Pants Mastermind, um, the personal stuff is talked about just as much as the business element because everything affects everything. When we have things going on personally now or in the past, it can and inevitably will affect your business. So it's important to deal with it all as a whole. Now, this doesn't mean going delving deep into things that have happened in the past and all that sort of stuff that's not what I do um, I'm a coach and I'm a mentor and I'm all about driving people forward but sometimes understanding where certain things come from is incredibly helpful because that's when you can challenge it so when 95 to 99 percent of what we do is running on autopilot automatic thought patterns and belief systems then knowing the things that could be holding you back are going to be really helpful right especially when we haven't linked the two together, which so often happens. So I will risk it for a biscuit in the hope that it helps even one person. So 
I will try try not to give my entire life story, but the cliff notes of what I felt have been important things in shaping who I am today. So much of our programming happens when we're young. The main imprinting stage is between naught and seven, okay? When we're like sponges, we're taking in everything around us without as much of the rational conscious, without any of it really, um, analyzing it all, but we all know how much of an effect our teenage years can have on us. And my teenage years were really good on the most part. I have an incredible supportive family, um, but I was, believe it or not, really, really cripplingly shy. Um, And I had a crippling case of the I'm not good enough, which was only exacerbated by being bullied at school, like so many of us are. Mostly, I was bullied for the way I looked, or kind of who I was as a person. And the irony is that the second one was always from people who really didn't know me at all you know but you just don't make that link at that age it affects you on a really really deep level and what this did was it led me to the belief system that to be liked I had to be attractive that how I looked was directly linked to being good enough and being worthy of other people's friendship and time Never mind the fact that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and every person truly does see something different. My belief was that I had to be a certain way and look a certain way to be accepted and liked. And I didn't think I fit that mold. Yeah, I believe as a result of this, I really struggled Um, and I struggled with eating disorders and I continued to yo-yo between you're too fat and you're too thin because my weight was something I could control. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of you who can relate to this out there. Um, I basically was in a cycle of self-loathing, probably until I was about 30 when I started to really, really work on this stuff. And thankfully, I had a husband who literally thought I was the most beautiful thing on the planet. So that helped and really, really highlights to me the importance of being with the right person. Yeah. I kept repeating the same patterns for over half my life of extreme dieting and comfort eating. And what this, of course, did was kept me in an eternal loop of thinking I wasn't thin enough or I was too thin to be attractive and therefore liked and accepted. And meant I had, you know, really, really low self-esteem. But something that also contributed, stumbling over my words now, to the lack of self-worth and belief that being liked was directly linked to the way I looked was being in um, a very emotionally abusive relationship for over three years, you know, things like being stood in front of the mirror and told, see, I told you, yeah, um, uh, not the word he used, was bigger than mine, but I like Apple too. Not, give me expletives. Ah. And being told I looked better thinner, consistently. And what that did was consistently reinforce my beliefs. You know, and you can understand why someone like that may be a little bit more shy, a little bit more wary. But I realise now that I only attracted that relationship because that's where my self-worth already was, yeah? I believed I didn't deserve to be treated any better, that I should be grateful that anybody wanted to be in a relationship with me in the first place. You know, my feelings of not being good enough, self-worth, confidence, on the floor, absolutely on the floor. But I know now that because it was what I expected, my brain looked for all the evidence to prove that, prove that to be true. Yeah. In the form of someone who was consistently reinforcing those beliefs. Yeah. I needed to work on my belief systems around all of that and my fear of what other people thought, that fear of judgment, that not being good enough, not being worthy. 
Now, quickly, and if you haven't tweaked to this yet, to quickly relate this back to your business and where you're at, do you think somebody feeling that way would be able to get on video, social media, and put themselves out there for the world to judge? To be able to stand firm in their knowledge and opinions, knowing not everybody's going to feel the same, to go to networking events and talk to complete strangers and leave with friends, to launch service-based products purely off the back of that person, to charge their worth? Or could someone with that beliefs, those beliefs, struggle with feeling like an imposter, compare themselves to other people, undercharge, self-sabotage and make excuses? Can you see how important it is for us to work on these underlying beliefs because the pan spills out and repeats itself in all other areas of our lives. So when you align your thoughts, your beliefs and your actions, that's where the magic happens. But you can take all the action you like and if under, underneath it all you believe that it's not for you, then you'll feel like you're pushing water uphill and wonder why you're doing all the things and it just feels so damn hard, like you're not getting anywhere, like it's not going quick enough, all of those. But when you work on actually changing those belief systems and challenge those thought processes, you can completely change how you view everything, which is exactly what I did. Yeah. Now, through the work I've done on my mindset, if someone doesn't like me, that's cool. No problem. I'm not for everybody. But there are some people I am for. And those are the ones that I focus on and the ones that I can help. And I certainly don't link it to how I look. And I'm 100 percent comfortable with who I am as a person. So it truly doesn't bother me at all. Much easier way to be, right? You know, and I'm, you know, if you're sitting there going, yeah, 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 but it's possible for you, you know all this stuff. It's like, I'm teaching you this stuff. I was exactly where you're at, yeah? This is 100% possible for you. If it's possible in the world, it's possible for you. So the next thing I wanna talk about briefly is the fact that I was an incredibly anxious and stupendously negative person. There is a reason I refer to myself as a former ER on a bad day. I was always trapped in victim mode, wondering why me in this little bubble of not my fault, in inverted commas, feeling like I wasn't in control of my own outcomes. I think the worst in genuinely any situation as a means of self-preservation, but I was just creating self-fulfilling prophecies left, right and centre. And then when things inevitably went wrong, it was told you. But knowing what I know now, I see how destructive that was. I see how much of that I was creating myself through my thinking. And as part of my anxiety, I catastrophized everything. But what I was doing was creating that as a reality in my body and wiring it into my brain. So the mind and body are a linked system. And the brain does not know the difference between real and imagined. So I was physiologically making these thoughts real and affecting my health. Now, I know I was essentially putting everything in place for my brain to prove me right. It was trying to protect me, but in doing so was really, really holding me back. At the height of my anxiety, we lost almost everything. And this is the part that really isn't just my story to tell. But the need to know stuff is it was ironically my trigger point for where I am now and became something that I am actually incredibly grateful for. Where we are now versus where we would have been had it not happened is way better. I have the dream dog, the dream house. Um, but at the time we ended up having to move in with my mother-in-law while we picked ourselves back up. And the day I went into the doctors about my bad knees and came out with antidepressants, which I never took, was my turning point. I went down the rabbit hole of personal development and decided I could get myself out of the hole I was in. And that let me hit. And now, for fun, 
I study psychology, neuroscience, quantum and metaphysics. I read over 100 books a year in personal development, sciencey stuff and marketing. And I like to collect qualifications. And I've never felt more me. It's not for everyone. And that's fine. I am 100% myself. I'm so comfortable with that. It doesn't bother me if people don't like me. I choose to surround myself with the right people and people who lift me up and I can lift up. Of course, there is a sting when someone is negative or doesn't like me because I like to be liked. I am human, but it doesn't stay with me. When negative things happen, I can always find another more positive way to look at it. It can sting, but it doesn't stay with me. I can put myself out there. You know, I can do all these things. So I hope what you can take from this is that we all have a story that affects how we run all areas of our lives, shapes who you are, but you genuinely get to rewrite yours at any point you choose. You get to stay and say, you know, the past is the past. I shape my future and I'm going to live in my present. Who you are today doesn't have to be who you are tomorrow. You get to choose to stay safe in your comfort zone with the thoughts that make you self-sabotage, make you feel frustrated and like there's something wrong with you and make things feel 10 times harder. Or you can choose to change it and say, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm capable of more. I want more and I deserve more. So that's a much more productive way of thinking. So I hope that what you can take from that is big things happen to all of us and there's always that perspective but we get to highlight these things we get to challenge these things and we get to change these things so if you have any questions or there's anything that you want me to cover email me on hello at franxl.com and as always i will see you next week bye-bye so if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one -on -one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can.